All right, I'm saying this for about the millionth time, but one take is all we do. So, <laughs> welcome back to Odd Fish, uh, second guest episode without my lover Rish by my side. So I'd like to I'd like to introduce you guys to my good friend Cullen Woodward. Cullen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, hello. I'm Cullen Woodward. I'm Pranav's friend. Been him been his friend for a while now, since third grade. So he's gotten to know all my deepest, darkest secrets and whatnot. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Maybe you'll even hear a little bit about him. Oh we'll yeah. See. <laughs> hopefully. Um, so yeah, no, I've known Pranav for a while. We've gone from playing with Legos, Bionicles in third grade of to course. exactly to now he's building real stuff or planning to build real stuff. Yeah, with and, <laughs> I'm still playing with Legos, bro. I ain't ever changed. Yeah, no, and <laughs> me, I, I've moved on from practical things to just metaphysical speculation and talking about philosophy all the time. Riveting, I know. <laughs> yeah, you, you love to hear it. So. Oh yeah. That being said, this will be a, it's a very philosophy-based episode, so Cullen, oh boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you, ain't, you ain't that special, bro. Let's be real here. So what, what gives you the, the qualification to talk about a topic this serious as opposed to somebody who's an expert? Um, well, so I have, for one, just been in a philosophy major for now like two and a half years and that's more money than anyone should spend on reading <laughs> these tedious blowhards but um nice. I-, I feel like just that alone gives me a bit more uh you know insight than the average person or at least sure. i hope so otherwise the yeah. philosophy department has just failed me yeah um but also, uh, today's topic has uh, more personal relevance to me and whatnot. So it's not just talking about, you know, Kant's ethics or whatnot. It's talking about things that I have personal experience with. And I think that a lot of people, especially in college and big cities and whatnot, now have experience with. So I, I hope that uh, other people can relate to this as well. Great. So uh, to to preface what he just said, which maybe I should have said earlier, but f- fuck it. One yeah, I realized that we, we, we kind of missed the introduction. We, we skipped a few steps there. Dude, what, we'll make up for it. We'll Don't worry. Um, that being said, the topic is uh, we'll be talking about mental health, specifically depression, as it manifests itself in college students. So, no, fun times. Yeah, right? I know heavy, heavy topics. So, uh, sorry, sorry if we go all sad boys yeah. hours on you. Trigger real quick, warning. But yes. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But that being said, uh, you have two absolutely charming, beautiful. Not sure why that matters. Well, maybe not beautiful, but <laughs> let's get it. to start uh any questions for me i'm your uh i'm new here so uh you're gonna have to show me the ropes you're right i'll i'll guide you through the podcast (laughs) be i'm your padawan now oh yeah yeah of course of course um so like you said i know you wanted to talk about uh mental health depression specifically and so i'd like to talk about uh first some of the causes of it like why you think uh depression manifests itself in college students how you think this is different from uh now versus how it was in the past and what trends you see coming up in the future. Okay, yeah. So I think that there's one clear uh, cause of depression that just about everyone knows by now, or hopefully everyone knows, and that's chemical imbalances in the brain and whatnot. Right. And that's essentially a genetic thing that you really have no control over. But um, a lot of people, uh, like it remains dormant or just not noticed throughout a lot of childhood. And a lot of times people do get to college and that's when you're on your own. You no longer have a support system that you've, you've had all your life. 
and a lot of times these things can come out uh, to a greater degree. Um, but that generally, it's genetic. It's you know kind of just you know like anything genetic, just rolling the dice and uh, coming up unlucky. Yeah. Um. Uh, me personally, I, I've thought about this a lot, and I do think that my uh, experience with mental health does uh, stem mostly from genetics. I have lots of uh, familial history of uh, depression, anxiety, and even suicide. So uh, right. I, I know like that chances are um, this You're... isn't uh, environmental with me. I, I think that this is an actual um, uh, genetic thing. But yeah. um, another big cause that uh, I think is a lot of times um, underexamined uh, in the modern day is systemic causes of depression and whatnot. Because um, what we live right now is one of the, uh, well, we live in uh, an unprecedented time in human history where we act now different than humans ever have or how we've evolved to act. And what you see now is an interesting split. So they've done studies on um, uh, very primitive societies uh, that have basically stayed as close to a Stone Age society as you can in the modern world. Uh, lots of um, uh, tribes in like uh, the Pacific Islands and whatnot that live these insane, arduous, very difficult yeah, lives, yeah. but have virtually no rates of depression just because they're living in a way that's very in yeah. tune with our evolution. Modern, capi modern like capitalist society. Countries. Exactly. We've essentially, we're the first humans to have abandoned a, well, not the first. Obviously, this has been happening since um, basically the beginning of recorded history of civilization. Right. But um, we've stopped living in tribes. We've stopped living as humans evolved, which is uh, by all means a good thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm yeah not, definitely. I, I'm not. Uh, saying that we should, uh, you know, abandon civilization back to the Stone Age. and yeah. go to the uh, Stone Age. But um, I do think that there is something uh, to be uh, examined here with how some people who just by living in line with how humans evolved uh, are happier and avoid, you know, this uh, uh, rise of depression. Because it's, I mean, in my personal opinion, I think that societal progress should not just be for the point of prolonging life. I think that should be actually benefiting life. And we have this weird paradox now where life expectancies are going up, but so are rates of depression. So you kind of have a question of like, what is the purpose of yeah. improving life, of improving living conditions? And I think that we need to uh, not just pay attention to keeping people alive, but making sure that they're living fulfilled lives. Yeah, of course. Because then it's like, what's the point of your life expectancy increasing? If you're if, miserable the whole yeah, time. Exactly. exactly. There, there's no point. Um, and I know I did forget to mention this earlier while I was making fun of Cullen not being qualified for anything. <laughs> but I will say since third grade, straight up, I'm going to gas him up big time here. But I mean every word of it. Since third grade, I've been intimidated by this dude's intelligence straight oh, up. God. <laughs> by far one of the smartest people, probably the smartest person I've ever met. If he says something, I will take it as fact straight up. And I expect all of you to on my on my honor as a fish, bro, straight up. But um, yeah, I did. I did forget to preface it with that. But that being said, extremely high respect for the man speaking oh, right now. Thanks. And so that doesn't put any pressure on me at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now you can't fuck up at all. Exactly. So hope yeah. you feel good about that. Um, uh, I should have done more research before I came in. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good points you made. Um, is there anything that you could narrow this focus down specifically to college students? Because I know. That yes, something you can speak on and something that a lot of our viewers can relate to. So I think that one of the biggest um, uh, issues that causes depression, and I'm going to get all Marxist here on you for oh a boy. second, <laughs> but um, it's uh, 
just a lack of fulfillment. And uh, Marx's word for it, he didn't really believe in like a unified human nature, but he did believe in something called our Gitungsweisen, uh, which okay. I'm horribly mispronouncing, which means species ex essence. And what he noticed was that all human societies across all history have a habit of wanting to work together uh, to form communities and work towards something, like have some greater purpose, whether or not it's just day-to-day -day subsisting or uh, constructing religious beliefs and whatnot, although he famously disdained religion <laughs> yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, uh, so uh, basically, uh, I agree with this kind of uh, Marxist notion that we have this uh, ingrained in our human nature, a need for uh, community. And it wasn't just Marx who uh, said this, Aristotle and uh, Socrates, uh, lots of Greek philosophers are very uh, famous for uh, defining man as the social animal. Yeah. Uh, and to the Greeks, uh, political life was in fact, uh, kind of a necessary requisite for like what they consider intelligent life. There yeah. are lots of people uh, who they encounter in tribes they consider to be basically less than yeah. the uh, civilized Greeks and whatnot. And I think this need for like connection like manifests in pop culture too. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's one of the most overarching uh, things uh, in human life. It's just everyone right. has this innate drive to um, find connection. And I feel like in uh, not just a college, but just like even just working societies, we're kind of isolated from that because for one, we're no longer looking at people as comrades, as compatriots, as uh, essentially just um, uh, uh, with unconditional love towards other people. We are now made to compete with them in yeah. every single way. And that does horrible things psychologically. In college, you have these terrible stories of people like giving incorrect information in uh, the worst, like some Ivy leagues that they've even had stories of people ripping out pages and yeah. books um, just because everything is so uh, quite literally with GPA and whatnot. Um, there's a scale of essentially yeah, your unbelievable. Own... You're ranking yourself against the people around you. Exactly. And I will say uh, something, something crazy I heard about at the A&M architecture school that's going on right now is um, essentially they had to do this project at the, at the beginning of the semester and they ranked everybody and put them in like A, B, or C tiers based on how well they did. And you got to remember, these are your studio classmates. And then for the next project, they put them in groups and each group would have an A tier, B tier, and a C tier. And the A tiers were like the leaders essentially. So like yeah. imagine how that would like screw up the like exactly. dynamic it, of no. a studio culture. Like, don't get me wrong. I can see where – where they're coming from with that right but in practice in, that's just yeah. so and detrimental I can't imagine how like taxing it would be so, exactly and, and just especially like if you know that you're in c tier or whatever exactly that just doesn't feel good yeah like there's because another thing is just like the way that college is kind of designed it's just innately unequal like not just like within departments but across departments yeah there's, definitely different schools prioritize different things and you have like entire departments that almost feel left behind yeah. or um, just not cared for. And this is happening a lot with uh, liberal arts colleges oh, um, definitely. that are beginning them. to transition yeah. more towards business. Like I go to Tulane University in New Orleans, which has historically been a very strong liberal arts school, but now everything is being just funneled towards business on the yeah. funding and whatnot because I, and you, also, uh, back to capitalism, you can't even blame people because, like, <laughs> well, if you're getting a liberal arts degree in something useless like philosophy like I am, there's a good <laughs> nice. chance you're not going to get a job. Like, there's a, I, I'm, I'm very much aware that there's a good chance that I become just a very pretentious fry cook in the future because... <laughs> 
there's not that many practical applications of a philosophy and a history degree, which is my other major. Right. But whereas business, it's basically guaranteeing you that you can find some meh job in a firm. And also a lot of these people have family money and they're basically just going for, you know, the the formality of a degree. And I'm sure everybody at UT can see how that manifests too with uh, all the... all of our money essentially going into uh, Macombs and engineering. Exactly. Yeah. No. It's uh, business is the money maker now, and it's what most like. There's I know people whose parents have straight up forbidden them from getting degrees other than like right. med school business things because just because they aren't practical. And so that could be another cause of mental health uh, issues in college is not being allowed to walk the path you want to walk, that's, you know? Because there's another, yeah, that, that, that's another thing that I wanted to get onto. Like, I, I feel like it, this is super cliche to say, but obviously I think that everyone should actually pursue what they love to do yeah, in life. Yeah, for sure. Like, there is a reason that I'm doing history and philosophy, even though I know that there's a good chance that I end up unemployed with it. It's because yeah. I love those things. It's because I can sustain myself studying and just reading these guys uh, just because it's what I love to do. Yeah. And there's so many people that I feel like have just kind of adopted a path, not because they actually love to do it, but because they like, this is going to make me money For because sure. they feel like they have to. And the, what that inevitably leads to is a job where you feel unfulfilled, yeah. where you're made to, you know, compete with other people and you're just stuck in this horrible alienated life yeah. where you have no way to get out because it's necessary for you to, you know, make money to function and all. But um, there's just no way to get out of it. It's, yeah. You hear that, everybody? That's <laughs> that's the next forty years of our lives. That's right the next there, forty so years of your let's life. Let's get excited for that, fellas. Yeah. Um, no, no. <laughs> um, so going back to the subject of depression slash mental health issues in college, what do you think about uh, self diagnosis versus having to go see a therapist, having to get it uh, professionally analyzed? That's one of the hardest questions, and uh, especially for me uh, personally, um, I have uh, suffered from depression and anxiety pretty heavily since I was basically 16 years old. But I've always been incredibly resistant towards going to a psychiatrist and whatnot. And a large part of that has to do with this stigma that I have Yeah, you're not alone. The stigma is everywhere. The the stigma is everywhere. It's starting to get lifted a little bit, but it still still exists for sure. And I feel like a lot of students, especially in college or... kind of averse to seeking professional help for that reason. Yeah, no. I think that professional help should be tried by everyone who has access to it and should be... We should also, just as a society, work towards giving more people access towards this need and, of course, lifting the stigma. That being said, I do have my own doubts about psychiatry just because when you're in a field that's trying to differentiate what's a disease and what's a normal human emotion... There's just going to be some ambiguity there. Yeah, and sure. I think that uh, psychiatry should be pursued, but also with just um, incessant self-reflection and self-monitoring. And that's where it, depression and anxiety becomes just incredibly dangerous because like I am my own worst enemy when yeah, I am yeah. in like a, a major depressed uh, stage in my life. Like I, I, you don't think rationally and you kind of lose that ability to self-reflect. Yeah. So, um, and it's I, hard cause those are kind of some of the most powerful tools for personal growth. You exactly. Know? Yeah. No, like, um, so like me, uh, I'll give you a personal anecdote. I uh, took myself off antidepressants, uh, basically last, uh, I, I believe June was when I took it off. Right. And, uh, over the summer I was doing okay, 
Um, because what, what I was also trying to do is experiment with uh, not doing meds, just trying to focus on exercise, meditation, and good diet yeah. as a way of just beating depression because I thought that I could do that. And also, I still do have kind of a stigma. Again, right. No matter how hard I fight against it, there's still part of me that just does not want to be on antidepressants. Yeah. And I, I can't rationalize it. It's just a, a thing that's probably just, you know, a culturally ingrained self-hatred Well, you're most thing. likely not the only person who feels that oh, way. I'm, you know? I'm definitely not. I've talked with many people who yeah. feel the same way. And it's annoying, like, when you acknowledge that there's, like, a part of yourself that's completely irrational. But um, yeah, it's, sure. it's just there and it's not going away. So I've just kind of had to learn to deal with it and just swallow my pride and go see it. So anyway, so yeah, what happened was I was doing pretty well um, throughout um, uh, the summer. And I got to a point where I was just like, oh, hey, I don't think I need antidepressants anymore. I'm just going to, you know, meditate, good diet, exercise, and I'm done with this. Um, and then school started and... Uh, Everything just kind of went to shit for me. Uh, this was <laughs> as, the, it does, it, as it does. As it does. At some was, point, at the semester, exactly, everybody yeah. gets there. No, th this was probably the most rigorous semester for me, uh, academic-wise, and then also just uh, in my personal life, several things happened that were just completely unexpected and just uh, threw me for a massive loop, and uh, I ended up dipping back into depression, but not realizing it. Until yeah. far too late, until like I, I realized I had essentially wasted so much of my mental capacity this semester just hating myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like it's always a sobering realization, um, like because this isn't the first time that I've tried taking myself off antidepressants and whatnot. Right. And every time that it comes back, I, I, I almost it, it almost brings more self-loathing because it's just like you're a fucking idiot. Why didn't you? Why did you do this to yourself? So, um, but thankfully, um. I didn't do anything irrational. I didn't do anything that uh, I regret. I sought help almost immediately. In fact, the, the first uh, source of help that um, I sought was, uh, it wasn't professional actually. It was just, um, I just called my sister who is someone who I, I know very well, uh, yeah. who's also struggled with depression and whatnot. And I, I called talking, I, I was actually feeling horrible. I was suicidal that night and I was thinking about taking my own life. And uh, I just wanted to talk with someone because like I, I, I so, um, one of the worst things for me, uh, my depression, is that like I have this just uh, unquenchable desire to just mutilate and kill myself that just comes up constantly. Yeah. And it's terrible, it's crippling, and it causes actual physical pain. And she was the only one that I knew that could relate to that. But I called her, and the weirdest thing happened. Like When I was talking with her, I just realized that I didn't want to talk with that. Just like talking with a loved one was enough for me to like be reminded of like why I, I don't want to die of why yeah. I, I want to keep living. I, I want to, and that goes back thing. to what we were talking about earlier about how humans are social beings and we all exactly. crave that like I, connection I think, to other people. Yeah. Psychiatry is great, but social connection is probably like more valuable in terms of like being like a, a consistent form of help because yeah. uh, well, no matter what, you're not going to be able, unless you have the world's greatest therapist, in which case great, but you won't be able to, <laughs> talk to them at every single moment yeah and sometimes I, I do feel like it's really important to have just any social contact that you trust that you can speak openly with about whatever you're feeling because that, that, that is one thing that I struggle with just talking openly with my friends about yeah. depression like this is uh, I just realized now that I confess that I was suicidal on a podcast that's uh, yeah dude gonna be pretty fucking crazy when people hear this uh, yeah no I mean <laughs> everyone that listens to this go to UT so dude, we, can, we can cut this part if you need to dude uh, no, it's absolutely deep. fine I think that's uh, I, I think it actually does help me uh, to like uh, be open with these things and whatnot because like part of it is just a stigma like no one really wants to admit uh, feeling uh, thoughts like suicidalness because it's 
it's not good. Yeah. Um, uh, suicide is um, uh, one of the, uh, it's the worst decision you can make, in my opinion, just because you're making a decision, uh, you're making a final decision based on, uh, you know, temporary, temporary events. circumstances, which yeah. is what they always say. But also just, you're choosing an a complete un like I I'm uh, an atheist I don't believe that uh, there's any um or, or an agnostic or whatever uh, yeah I don't I believe that I can firmly know any afterlife so also I don't believe that you know killing myself go makes me go directly to hell or whatever um so uh but because of that like I, I just don't know what's going to happen once I die whereas yeah, I know sure. whereas if you stay living. It may suck for a while, but you always have the ability to get better. You, there's yeah. always, it's never hopeless, no matter how bad it seems. And that's where depression is the most dangerous. It makes you feel like what you're feeling is going to feel bad forever. Because like, when I get my most suicidal, it's really not like that any one thing happens that just like throws me just completely off. And I'm just like, oh, this terrible thing has happened. Uh, I, I, I'm done. It's just kind of this feeling of such hopelessness that I'm just like, I don't enjoy life anymore. Might as well just end it now. Yeah. Which is such, a, it's such an irrational thought, but I have it all the time and, yeah. and I can't escape it um, without just, you know, outside help essentially. And, but I mean, part of depression is the irrationality of it all. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, um, yeah. But going back to what you were saying about how, you know, socialization is in your opinion, like a good, a good cure for it, better than the best therapist. In yeah. your own words, uh, do you believe that, there are any other ways to cope with depression that college students should be using? Yes, uh, definitely. There's uh, two massive things that uh, actually uh, the the people who are studying, uh, as I mentioned earlier, like primitive societies, um, think that this have a massive uh, part of it. Exercise is incredibly important yeah. for depression. Like I tried doing exercise alone because the thing is. Like when you start exercising regularly uh, and you're depressed, you do notice like an immediately like better feeling. And, and yeah. it's really hard because another thing that depression kills my motivation and it kills a lot of other people's motivation. Yeah. So um, it's very easy to fall off of it. But uh, they've done studies and the amount of like um, – I- Basically, I, I don't, I'm not a scientist, but yeah. I'm just going to say good vibes that uh, exercise <laughs> oh, yields no, is so great that like <laughs> if they were able to put in a pill, it would be the world's strongest antidepressant. <clears throat> it, it's, um, it's really incredible just because humans are like exercise isn't um, what's it called? It's unnatural. Humans yeah. were never meant to exercise. We were supposed to just get our, you know intake of physical activity through just living because, you know, living as a hunter gatherer is fucking difficult. Sure. But, um... Uh, so that's why like exercise, it's this weird thing where like we need physical activity because the, just our modern lives in college or just working in the workforce, they don't really yield that much yeah, of physical yeah. exercise other than walking to class. You're really not doing that much. So you have to kind of get past this like unnatural fear and hatred of exercising. Cause that's the thing I've uh, been exercising pretty consistently for like, Basically two months now, uh, yeah. I've gotten a good regiment, and I still fucking you look hate swole, it. Bro. Oh, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Uh, but yeah, no, I I fucking hate it. It's uh, every time that like I I'm going to exercise, it's like I have to force myself to. And I know that there are some people who get to the point where like they love it, like. But yeah. I, I don't know if that's ever gonna be the case with me. But like, it's like still so important to me, and it, it makes me feel noticeably better. Yeah. Like after I work out. 
Um, the other uh, massive thing that helps is just sunlight. Get out in the natural world. Dude, sunlight is like, so slept on. It's unbelievable. It really is. Like they've, yeah, just not even just sunlight, but like just working in the natural world. Yeah, like, for I did, sure. It's, uh, it's crazy. I did gardening as uh, a bit uh, like as a service learning thing, uh, uh, um, like a community service thing yeah. that Tulane mandates for a while. And I was actually surprised the massive therapeutic effect that it it's had crazy. on me. It's crazy, yeah. It, it's excellent. And um, so yeah, that, those are like just two things that are super easy that I would just highly recommend anyone sure. who's like feeling poor uh, feeling depressed, feeling anxious. And college try. does facilitate those two activities like as well as possible. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly, yeah. Like, most colleges have free gyms for students. There are plenty of outdoor study spots. Precisely, like that, yeah, so. no. And like even like with like sunlight, just go read a book outside or yeah. uh, just do anything. Like just try to like take in the world itself and don't just like lock yourself in your dorm, your house or whatever. Cause like so many people that are like the most depressed people I know are also the people who get out the least, who don't have great social connections yeah, 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 and uh, things like that. Because it does just become this horrible cycle yeah. of uh, like you become more addicted to just staying in your own space. You don't want to go out. You don't want to experience anything. And yeah. I- I've experienced that horribly. Like basically all of from like a junior year, uh, high school to basically freshman year I, I was living a lifestyle basically like that devoid of any physical activity uh just staying in room uh, in my yeah, room yeah. just uh mostly just playing video games and uh, gradually just resenting life um <laughs> who hasn't been there, exactly right? yeah no um but yeah it's really important uh, i think to just get out of your comfort zone also yeah. just yeah try new things is another just easy way to try to fight depression yeah, because yeah, yeah. like uh, one of like uh, in fact uh, this is like what i hate most about depression it just makes things that i enjoy like i i just get no pleasure from life anymore yeah yeah and the thing is that like even in my most depressed states what when I've just like done completely uncharacteristic things of me, just like tried completely new things, it's always pretty fun. No matter how shit I may be feeling at the time, whenever you're just completely doing something new, it's like your brain hasn't acclimated to it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it almost can't give like any of the you like. You feel like a baby rediscovering exactly, the world. Exactly. Yeah. For the first no. Time. I totally know. It's what really you mean. nice. So I think like, yeah, just have a lust for life. Uh, just force yourself to right when you're being depressed like it's uh, uh it's really difficult and i know and i physically did not have the strength to do it until i got back on uh antidepressants that's the other thing like when when you're like chemically depressed it's a horrible horrible cannibalizing cycle just because you get stuck in this horrible feeling where you just can't yeah. do anything and um it's not your fault uh, i want to stress that also like uh, that's one thing that like will piss me off a lot like i feel like people will kind of patronize me when like talking about like yeah, my yeah, mental yeah. health issues and because like when, I, when i'm like saying all these things like it makes it seem like depression is this like super beatable thing where like yeah, yeah. Just go outside exercise yeah, it's, it's, that easy, it's, it's that why easy why aren't you doing it already yeah, no, <laughs> um, i don't mean to say that at all but those things all do actually help and I know how hopeless and stupid it seems at the time. Um, and that's why, like, I, I would, yeah, obviously suggesting uh, psychiatric help. Uh, because, yeah, getting on meds, for me, that that provided me, like, the extra push that I needed yeah. to, like, actually start digging myself out. And I, I should also, yeah, add that, like, I'm, like, still in the process of digging myself out. Like, I, I've been in a pretty, I, I describe, like, how I am right now as kind of a limbo state. Yeah. Of where, like, I just, uh, only two weeks ago, uh, that's when I went back on antidepressants. 
And it's actually kind of insane, like, the effect that it has just on motivation. I yeah. feel like that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Because when you're feeling horribly depressed, there's, like, sometimes you just want to lay in bed all day. Yeah. And then sometimes you just do that. And then you'll do that for weeks on end. And then you realize, hey, I'm just going to completely waste my life if I continue doing it. Yeah. Um, or you don't realize it and you just stay in that cycle. Um, I, I think... And that's another way where, like, having friends can help just because, like, if you, like, have social connections, like, uh, uh, they, they kind of act as a, not just a safety net, uh, as in, you know, you can talk to them when you're feeling terrible, but, like, if it they're good friends. Like a catalyst. They, yeah, they also too. want yeah. to, you want to hang out with them, and they'll want to hang out with you if they're, any, sure, if they're sure. worth anything. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, yeah, no, um, uh, one last uh, extra. I know that I've been on this topic for a while, but um, mm, diet. Oh yeah, you're good. Uh, it's another uh, massive thing. Like people in the modern world eat like shit, and a oh, lot yeah. of times it's due to no fault of their own. Like the it's horrible, but classic like classic capitalism, bro. Classic capitalism. Right? Yeah, no food <laughs> deserts and whatnot. A lot of times, the, the cheapest food is that which is what is terrible for you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you are yeah privileged enough to where you can afford to eat healthy, do it. It actually does make you feel a lot better. Yeah. Like yeah. So uh, that being said, I mean, we've touched on touched on a lot of good stuff, a lot of good uh, ways to cope with depression, I think. And a lot of them are really accessible for college students. So um, yeah, unless there's anything else you want to add, I think we could wrap up the episode here. Yeah, no, I hope. Uh, yeah, I tried to stay more on practical stuff instead of just, you know, going over anecdotes and whatnot. Oh, no. Also, yeah, yeah but most of those are pretty, you know, personal and get very just dark after unsurprisingly <laughs> uh, yeah. this subject as, topic, uh, yeah. as dark as you were i also think you touched on a lot of really important things and i hope yeah uh, that's good no I, I love listening to your podcast because generally it's kind of funny i take it this, <laughs> <laughs> this podcast will be a lot more uh downerish but i mean uh, i hope it's, that it's from the heart it's a heavy topic exactly, like yeah. i like i would hate to approach a topic like mental health and be cracking jokes the entire time you know exactly it just seems disrespectful i think you took a really yeah really important attitude that kind of had to be taken and uh yeah really really appreciated you having on uh having you on as uh, usual yeah. you were you were yet to disappoint me okay so. yeah great and uh yeah like one final note just uh if you are like going through this just know i i understand how you feel i want you to get better and just know that it's possible like uh, i i know more than anyone how hopeless things feel when you're in that horrible pit and if you are in that pit, just know it's possible to get better and you can get that, you know, lust for life back. It's just, it takes, it takes work, but you'll be very happy that you put the work in afterwards. Like, I really hope that at least one person hears this and does something because, yeah. uh, don't get me wrong. Depression is one of the most dangerous things. It's claimed people that I love and it will continue to claim people unless, yeah. you know, you, you just have to be cognizant. Well, Cullen, thank you so much for an incredible episode. And to all the viewers, if you have any uh, thoughts on the episode, if you'd like to give Cullen your your rating as a host, how well he stacks up compared to Rish. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, no way I can compete with him. <laughs> um, if you have any, any strategies you yourself uh, as audience members would recommend to cope with mental health issues, uh, any anything like that you'd like to share, any suggestions for other topics we should do, Please tweet us at hashtag oddfish, leave us a comment on our Instagram, shoot us an anchor message, all that shit we ask you to do usually. But uh, yeah, uh, great episode. So thank you so much to our guest. Hope you guys enjoyed. We'll catch you next week.